Hey, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Slaw Sports Show. I'm your host, Cole Noble, aka Slaw, and we have a very special MLB edition today of the podcast with a guest today. We're going to have Taylor Noble on the show with us today, and I hope everybody's excited for that. And let's go ahead and get started. Hey, man, how's it going? It's going good, man. Going good. Yeah, we're happy to have you on the show. Absolutely, man. I'm happy to be on. All right, you ready to talk some baseball? Absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, so what do you think about the home run derby, you know, two days ago? Yeah, no, that was definitely, definitely worth watching. Um, I mean, between Pete Alonzo, Vlad Jr., Acuna, Peterson, Bregman, all of them, man, they put on a show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, Pete Alonzo wins it, beating Vlad Jr. 23-22 to in the final round. But Vlad Jr. had a terrific round, breaking the record before that. What do you think about that round? No, that was definitely um, the highlight of the night uh, between Jock Peterson and Vlad Jr. I mean, Vlad Jr. definitely did his thing, and but Jock Peterson stayed with him, stayed with him for a little bit. Um, they went to three overtimes, but obviously Vlad Jr. ended up winning it to take on uh, Pete Alonzo, who beat my guy Ronald Acuna Jr. So, yeah, and Ronald Acuna, you know, this is what his first All Star game. Yeah, yeah, first All Star game. This is his first full season. Last year, he only played. And we played about a hundred or so games or whatever started late. So this is his first full season. It's kind of kind of exciting to see him make an All Star game in his first full season. Yeah, and first home run derby part as well. That's big for Ronald Acuna. And there's a lot of young talent filled all throughout the home run derby and All Star game. A lot of first year rookie players, second year guys, guys in their first full seasons. It was really good. So what did you think about the All Star game last night? Um. I loved the All-Star game last night. Uh, usually in the past couple of years, it's been high scoring or whatever, and I like seeing the low scoring kind of like pitchers duels, you know what I mean? Um, obviously, with Shane Bieber winning MVP, that's huge for the pitchers. Um, it's kind of good not to see Mike Trout win it for once, you know what I mean? He's yeah. won it the past two out of three years or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, just seeing a nice, good pitchers duel instead of everybody mashing home runs like it always is, I mean, it's definitely refreshing to see. Yeah, Shane Bieber winning the MVP of the All-Star game after striking out the side in the fifth. We didn't get to see much of him, but when he came in, he dominated and proved why he should be in the All-Star game and why he should win MVP. And that was really exciting to watch. And Michael Brantley got things started in the bottom of the second inning with a one-run double to get it started. That was really big for the uh, American League, right? Yeah, yeah. Um... Before the All-Star game, Alex Bregman actually said that he thought Michael Brantley was going to win the uh, MVP. Um, it was one of Michael Brantley's returns to Cleveland ever since he uh, left Cleveland this year for um, Houston. So, yeah, it was definitely really cool to see him uh, drive in the first run of the game in Cleveland. And then Jorge Valencia in the bottom of the fifth had an RBI single to give a 2-1 lead to the American League. Things started out pretty slowly, you know, only two runs through five innings. But Charlie Blackman answered back early in the sixth, hitting a home run. And it was his first all-star hit, I believe. And, you know, he just tanked one over the fence, got the National League on the board. What did you think about Charlie Blackman? Yeah, good old Chuck Nasty, yeah. Um, he's he's one of my favorite players in the league, man. He's fun to watch. Um, holding it down out there in the outfield for Colorado, man. Um, yeah, I mean, it was good to see him finally start something up for the National League. Um, it's big for him in his first at-bat. Same thing with Joey Gallo. 
whenever Joey Gallo came up to at bat, and then he didn't take long at all. First pitch hit an absolute moonshot. And, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, the pitcher's duel, like I said, good pitcher's duel. Yeah, I thought watching the game last night, the National League was about to start rallying back toward the 8th and ninth inning. But then Chapman came in and got the save for the American League, ended on a strikeout, and, you know, that's really big. Ended the game, and the American League wins their seventh straight All-Star game. And what do you think about the American League as a whole going into the second half of the season? I like the American League a lot. Um, I like what they're doing. But at the same time, I think the National League is a much stronger division. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe it doesn't show in the All-Star game, but, like, talent up and down from both, I think the National League has the stronger teams. And I think they have, like, the better chance of producing a World Series champion now and then years down the road. Yeah, I agree 100%. And what is your expectations for this second half of the season coming, you know, after the All-Star game and the couple weeks and months to come? What are your expectations? Um, my expectations, very, very good baseball. Um, the trade deadline's coming up here in the next month or so, and I think the league's going to change a lot. Um, there's a couple of big-name guys that are being thrown around out there right now as potential trade pieces, and I think depending on who lands where and what happens before that trade deadline, uh, my opinion can change real quick about the American League and the National League. So it's hard to tell what kind of expectations that I have right now because everything could flip. In a matter of months. Yeah. Um, you're a big Braves fan, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's a lot of rumors going around. Maybe they'd get, you know, Marcus Stroman, or we're even hearing now that they can get Mad Bum, Madison Bumgarner, who's one of the top pitchers in the league. You want to see one of those deals happen in the near future for the trade deadline? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think it's more likely that they'll get Bumgarner than Stroman. Um, Bumgarner, I feel like he's, past couple years, he's had an off off couple years, but he's kind of finally bringing it back in full swing this year. I think Mad Bum, along with Keuchel, will provide the um, the postseason experience that the Braves need in order to make a strong push. They made a push last year, and it was refreshing to see him in the playoffs for the first time again since 2012, but they didn't have that postseason experience that I feel like they needed. So they're a very, very young team with a lot of young star potential, but they need that postseason experience to take that farther. Yeah, I agree with that as well. And with you think Bumgarner's maybe going to go to the Braves more than Stroman? Where do you think Stroman's going to end up? Yankees? Yeah. One of those teams? Um, I think Stroman will end up going to the Yankees if he's traded anywhere. I know the Yankees are still looking for a top arm. Um, as well as Noah Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard, he's been the talk of a lot of teams actually recently, especially the Padres. The Padres just opened up today as being a strong piece for him. And the Red Sox, for you, looking like they're going to get um, Mets pitcher Zach Wheeler. Yeah, Zach Wheeler's a great pitcher, you know. Red Sox need that right now. Chris Sale struggling. The rest of the Red Sox aren't looking too hot right now. But, you know, getting somebody like Wheeler is definitely a good piece they could and should get uh, if they want to go back to the World Series or even win the World Series. So we're going to see what goes on there. And I think the Yankees could Lance Stroman, you know, they got all the money in the world, why not? That's yeah. what I've been saying about the Yankees. They keep getting all these players because why not? They have the money. And uh the Dodgers right now have the best record in baseball sitting at thirty or sixty and thirty two, but they were five and five in the last ten games, but walked off the the five wins they had, they walked off all five of them five straight. What do you think about the Dodgers coming in the next couple of months? The Dodgers are gonna be the Dodgers. 
they're gonna play great regular season baseball. They're being right now. They're being led by, I think, in my opinion, MVP front runner Cody Bellinger and one of the Cy Young runners, um, Hinjun Ryu. Um, they're playing lights out baseball right now. The Dodgers they have a very very star line team right now. I mean they made some power moves this offseason. I know they lost Machado, but that doesn't really hurt them at all whatsoever. Um, now when they get in the postseason, that might be a different story. Um, they've made the postseason, I think, the past five years. And last year was the closest they got, but losing to the Red Sox. Um, I think if their pitchers can stay healthy, Kershaw can stay healthy and be the dominant pitcher that he's been for the past 10 years or so, I think that they're going to be definitely a force to be reckoned with in the National League. Yeah, you mentioned losing Manny Machado. He signed a huge contract a couple months back in free agency. I thought, you know, things were going to look good for the Dodgers after losing out on Machado. He was a great player for them. But it looks like they're doing just fine, having the best record. And then the Yankees, as we previously talked about, having all their star talent. But they've been pulling away in their division, but they had a lot of early key injuries to their bunch of their star players. So do you think they could be even better when all their star players come back? Oh, absolutely. If the Dodgers aren't the hottest team in baseball right now, it's the Yankees. Um, they lost Judge and Stanton early, and then they had D.D. Gregorius with a uh, Tommy John injury last year in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And so they just tried to find pieces where they can fill somebody in here or there, moving Glaber Torres from second base to shortstop, and then picking up LeMayhew to play second base as well as Cameron Maben to help out in the outfield. They still had Aaron Hicks. And then Luke Voigt, who might be the rising young star, along with Gleyber Torres in New York. Luke Voigt is destroying the baseball right now. And then they have Gary Sanchez, who, honestly, in my opinion, might be comeback player of the year. Last year, Gary kind of had an off season, and this year he's leading the, National, or the American League I'm sorry, in home runs, and he is destroying the baseball. The Yankees definitely... As the injuries start to slow down and they start bringing back their star players, they're going to be a very deep lineup, and they might be a great force to be reckoned with in the American League. Yeah, you're going to have to watch out for the Yankees after the All-Star break, getting all their star talent back, maybe even getting some top pitchers on the trade market. You know, it's, things are looking really good for the Yankees right now. And the Astros have won three straight series wins, have had three straight series wins before the All-Star break but have 14 tough divisional games in 14 days after the break. How do you think they're going to fare in that span? They're going to be fine. The Astros are a great club. Um, they've been a great club for the past couple of years. Honestly, in my opinion, since they got Justin Verlander. That man is a bad dude. Um, Verlander, he, he's getting better with age. He's like fine wine, man. They got Altuve. They got Springer. They got who could be an MVP candidate this year, Alex Bregman. I mean, they're, the Astros are definitely a loaded roster. They're going to give the Yankees their run for their money real quick. Yeah, they're definitely loaded. They showed a lot of talent last night. The All-Star game had a lot of players playing. And then you got the Braves leading the NL East right now. They're in total control. Dallas Keuchel may be able to find his groove. He started out a little slow after joining the Braves. You know, was sent, I believe, when they signed him, he was sent down to the minor leagues to the start, right? Right, yep, yep. Yeah, so he's back in the league now, finding his groove, and they could be even better if they get one of those pitchers like Madison Bumgarner. They got studs all across the board, like Ronald Acuna, who's just tearing it up. And unlike the Red Sox, who right now have no mojo, Chris Sale continues to struggle, and right now they're sitting nine games behind the division with the Yankees about to run away with it, it seems like, and just... 
not looking good for my team, looking really good for your team, and what do you think? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I mean, the Red Sox, they're going to be the Red Sox. They're going to find their mojo late in the season, and they're yeah. going to make a playoff push. Um, the Braves, you know how I feel about the Braves. That's my team. I thought signing Keiko was big, and he might have started off a little bit slow. Obviously, he went to the minor leagues first just because he hasn't pitched since last year. And he looked, he looked sharp in the minor leagues, so they brought him up, and first two starts didn't look real good, but these last two starts looked real good. Um, they definitely have young talent with Ozzy Albies, Ronald Acuna Jr., Johan Camargo as an essential bench bat, and then they have the uh, the veterans helping them out, the Freddie Freemans, the Brian McCanns, the uh, the Mr. Mr. Reliable, Nick Markakis. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think definitely if they can get somebody like Bumgarner, the Braves, might give the Dodgers a run for their money and take the NL crown this year. Yeah, as a Red Sox fan, you know, hopefully Chris Sale steps it up in the coming weeks and Porcello just comes back like he used to be. And, you know, Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez, they're going to be as good as they always are. They're going to help hopefully lead this team into the playoffs again and maybe end up making a run. But we'll have to see. And right now, what are your predictions looking like for the World Series? Um, So I've got two different predictions. I've got the Yankees versus the Dodgers. Um, as we said, I think the Yankees and the Dodgers are the two hottest teams in baseball. Um, and then my second prediction is the Astros and the Braves. I think those four teams are going to be the ones in the championship series. And depending on what team is hot and when, what happens at the trade deadline, stuff like that, I believe that those two teams, Dodgers versus Braves and Yankees versus Astros in the American League Championship Series and the National League Championship Series, it's going to be a toss-up. There's no clear winner right now in my book of who's going to win which one, but it's going to be one or the other, and it's going to be really fun to watch come October. Yeah, so you got the top four teams in baseball going in the final four. You don't have any underdog favorites or anything like that? I don't know. Um, right now, Philadelphia, they always make their push. Washington, they make their push. But I'd like to see somebody like, I don't know, maybe San Diego. They spend a lot of money on... Uh, Manny Machado, and they're talking about getting center guard, and they've got a bunch of young players around them. Maybe they might make a push. You never know. That's the good thing about baseball, man. Anybody can win at any time. It's just a matter of seeing who wins at the right time. Yeah, I'm a big underdog fan. Hopefully Philadelphia can come through and win the World Series this year. You know, I'm thinking maybe Bryce Harper winning, <laughs> getting the honor at the World Series, and, you know, you probably don't agree with that, but that's what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> And uh, who's your top pick right now for AL MVP? AL MVP. So I've got two picks. First one, this man, every year since he's been in the league, has been in the MVP category. He's been the hottest player in baseball, and in my opinion, is the best player in baseball, and that's Mike Trout. Um, the only thing about Mike Trout is that he plays for the Angels. The Angels are very mediocre, but that doesn't never stopped Mike Trout. He won the MVP in 14 and 16. And his best work has been since 2017. He has 72 homers and a 1.08 OPS since 2017. Um, this year, he already has, I think he's in the 20s in home runs or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it, this man absolutely rakes the baseball, as well as a superb defense. Um, the person in the AL who I think is going to give him a run for his money, and I already mentioned this earlier, is Bregman. Bregman has really stepped it up this year. Alex Bregman, a third baseman for the Houston Astros. This man has stepped it up this year. This year, he just signed a five-year, $100 million contract, and he's living up to it, man. He's hitting the brakes off the baseball, and his building has improved tremendously since last year. Yeah, I agree with the Mike Trout part. You know, I think he's the clear front runner right now. He might be the greatest player of all time in baseball. We'll just have to wait and see how he finishes his career, but it's still early on for him. You know, give credit to him being 
on the Yankees for or Angels, right? Yeah, Angels. Angels yes, my yes. bad for all this time. You know, they've always been mediocre, but he signs that huge contract with them. He's going to be with them for a while. Give credit to him. And who's your National League MVP? Uh, man, this one's super hard. Um, right now, my National League MVP is Cody Bellinger. Um, but it's super close, I'm telling you. Him and the MVP from last year, Christian Yelich, are one and two for me. And it's a foot race. So, well, Christian Yelich, he's making a huge push for it. He was super hot at the end of the year last year. I mean, he picked up right where he left off. Last year, he had 31 home runs. And but he's no Cody Bellinger. After like I'm saying, in 2018 he kind of was used as a platoon player, but this year he has lit up the baseball. Um, he came out swinging. He this year he already has 30 home runs, and Bellinger leads Yelich in the WAR races, the wins above replacement, and he's worth about 18 defensive runs saved as a right fielder. And my thing about Cody Bellinger is. Um, his ability to hit for power. Uh, Christian Yelich, he's a big contact guy. And don't get me wrong, Christian Yelich can hit the brakes off the ball, but I think that Cody Bellinger is helping the Dodgers more than Christian Yelich is helping the Brewers. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's one of the biggest topics with the uh, Most Valuable Player Award. Many people, you know, want to think about most valuable player as the best player in the league, but I disagree. Most valuable players, what they mean to their franchise and just how good they are for their franchise, you know, getting their team where they need to be and just being a all-around great team player, not really a stat guy. So I think Christian Yelich, you know, after saying that, he's hit a lot of home runs this year, and I think he might end up coming and running away with the National League MVP award, but we'll just have to wait and see. And, you know, he could join Giannis at the Tacumbo and Milwaukee winning MVP absolutely, absolutely. this year. And uh, what are you thinking about the Cy Young Award? So for the American League, I got two guys, um, Charlie Morton and Justin Verlander. Um, Charlie Morton, uh, this man has absolutely shoved the baseball this year. Um, but that being said, not too long ago, Verlander was running away with the AL Cy Young. Um, Verlander is constantly in the Cy Young Award race. Ever since he's joined Houston, he's absolutely thrown the baseball with conviction um charlie morton however he is at another level of pitching um he's hoping the tampa bay rays stay in the playoff race right there with um with the yankees and the red Sox. i believe they're second in the division aren't they yeah. second or third in the division yeah I yeah so. um actually he came over from Houston to Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's correct. Um, this year, his ERA is a 2-3-2 through 19 starts in 112.2 innings, and he's just elevating that Tampa Bay um, start rotation. Yeah, and you brought up Justin Verlander. Many people are saying that him and Mike Trout weren't taking the All-Star game seriously. What do you think about that? I don't think that's true. Uh, Mike Trout is one of the hardest-playing baseball players in the league. Mike Trout's going to do what Mike Trout does in and out, and... Um, I think that man plays baseball with everything he's got, no matter what. Justin Verlander, all you gotta do is look at the radar gun. He was throwing 97 the other day. You can't tell me that he wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> he was throwing, absolutely throwing the baseball. I don't think, no, nah, I mean, I don't think people take off on the All-Star game. You know what I mean? I think because it's in the middle of the season, I think they use it as another time to get their work in. Does that make sense? Yeah. I Whereas agree with in that. football, 
football is at the end of the year, so they're kind of winding down or whatever. But the All-Star game is just another way for the guys to get their work in. Yeah, it's not like watching the MLB All-Star game over the NFL. You know, it's right in the middle of the year. Players are there to try to play. And uh, what are you thinking for uh, Rookie of the Year? Rookie of the Year, um, I'm thinking for the National League, this one's close. Um, I'm going to have to go between Pete Alonso or Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, Pete Alonso, he just won the home run derby. We saw what Pete can do. Pete's a prolific power hitter. Um, and if it wasn't for people like Fernando Tatis Jr., Pete Alonso would be my guaranteed win. Um, it's in his control, though. Uh, he deserved to be in the majors after the 2018 minor league season where he hit 36 home runs. And they, the Mets put him in their opening day roster. Um, he's been playing first base. And for a Mets team that's struggled a lot this year, Alonzo is a guy that they can look up to as somebody that they can work around, build guys around him, and make a push here in the next five or six years. Yeah, you mentioned Pete Alonzo. You know, he won the home run derby. He played good last night in the All-Star Games. So the last two nights, he really showed everybody on the national stage what he's capable of. And we're going to wrap it up. What do you think about Coach of the Year? So for the American League, I think it's between Aaron Boone and Rocco Baldinelli. Aaron Boone, of course, he's the uh, the Yankees head coach. And only two Yankees head coaches have won Coach of the Year, and that's Bo Showalter, Buck Showalter excuse me, and Joe Torre. Um, they seem to, Coach of the Year awards, they seem to go to people who have overachieved. And these Yankees, uh, the way that he has kind of taken the hurt roster and has made them into one of the hottest teams in baseball, that's just unreal for me. Um, they've battled injuries all year long, and the fact that he can still put up a lineup out there every day to beat the teams that they're beating, I mean, you got to give it to that guy. Yeah, it's been really impressive with all the injuries of star players. He still has the second best record in the league, and he's pulling. The Yankees are pulling away thanks to his leadership in their division. And you mentioned going to the World Series that might happen, and it's just really good to see. And do uh, you got anything else to talk about? Yeah, um, the National League. We missed out on the Cy Young and the uh, National League Coach of the Year. Coach of the Year for the National League, and I promise you this isn't biased. <laughs> you just got to think oh about what God. this man done. I think he's going to be back-to-back Coach of the Year winners and Brian Snicker. Um, much like Aaron Boone with the Yankees, Snicker has kind of rallied behind the subpar pitching staff with injuries and stuff like that. Brett Boone didn't have um, as much like hurt into his pitching staff as Snicker does. However, the way that he's taken the Atlanta Braves and made them a powerhouse in the National League East with a pitching staff of a few guys that are in the minor leagues now, a few guys that they've moved to the bullpen, I think that that's going to help them a lot. Brian Snicker is definitely a guy that they've relied on the past two years when he took over last year, and I think that he's going to be a very good coach for the next couple of years. Yeah, from what I heard, you know, being around you all the time, you're really high on Max Scherzer. Is that a guy you see potentially winning uh, Cy Young for the National League? Oh, absolutely. Max Scherzer is a dude. I mean, I think he's the baddest man in baseball. Um, The way that he gets up there and just absolutely dominates every single outing. Um, Scherzer has won, I think, two Cy Youngs? No, he's won three Cy Youngs already, so he's looking for his fourth. Um, This year... He has a 2-3-0 ERA with a National League high 129.1 innings. And his strikeout-to-walks and home run ratios 
all better than they were last year. Um, Scherzer is definitely a force to be reckoned with. However, Ryu from the Dodgers has the league's best ERA, and he's dominating also. But I think when it comes down to it, Max Scherzer is the best pitcher in baseball right now. Yeah, Max Scherzer probably should have won Cy Young last year in the National League if it wasn't for Jacob deGrom having just his, his this historic season he had last season. It was incredible to watch, and uh, we're really excited to see how baseball plans out and how it goes the second half of the year, and especially in the postseason. So thank you for joining me today Absolutely. on the uh, first MLB podcast for the Slaw Sports Show, and... Hope everybody enjoyed, and I'll see everybody next time.